You are listening to the Invitation Church podcast. To learn more about Invitation Church, visit us online at invitation605.com. You can also download our app on iTunes and Google Play by searching for Invitation 605. Well, good morning, church. We are in the Thanksgiving season, and there's no better way to talk about thankfulness than to talk about anxiety. (laughs) Agreed? Everybody's kind of giving me a yes, but they're like, I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm just going with it. I appreciate that. So um, today I want to I talk about thankfulness, and, or maybe we could ca- call it gratitude. Um, but, but, but I want to talk about what I call, and I don't know what to say, I called it, I just came up with the term now, grounded gratitude. All right? Gratitude that's grounded um, in the life we live in the world we live, and in how things go. So, um, all right, all right, you don't have to raise your hand, but I'm going to put my hand up. Any of you familiar with anxiety? Yeah, a few of us are familiar with anxiety. Um, and the honest truth is all of us are at some level, right? All of us are familiar um, with anxiety at some level. And so today I want to look at one verse And I want to look at a few words in that verse, and I want us to talk about thankfulness. But to talk about thankfulness, I want to center it around anxiety. All right? In Philippians chapter 4, by the way, a little bit about Philippians. Um, Philippians was a pretty large city. It was kind of on, like, the plains. It was like an urban area on the plains. I don't know if you can think of a city that was similar to that. Um, And it... It had a lot going for it. Um, it. It was a place that was um, full of all kinds of different peoples with all kinds of different beliefs. Uh, the church there wasn't very large. In fact, um, when you say church there, at that time it would have been like a Jewish synagogue. It was even tough for them to get enough people, um, or at that time because of the way culture was organized, enough men to have a synagogue. So they didn't even have a synagogue in the city from what they understand. And... Um, There was all sorts of realities because it kind of had an economic center to it. It had a little bit of a political center to it. Um, And then just this reality of life to it, right? So there was all these sorts of dynamics. Um, It appears when you read some of of Paul's letters or what he wrote or what he wanted to express um, to churches that he had a little bit of a special place for Philippi, for that particular group of people might have been their condition. It might have been because it was just smaller. He was more highly connected to them, right? Like if you think when you're with a smaller group of people, you know them, you're more intimate uh, with the whole thing. And the verse we're talking about actually sits at the end of his letter to them. And it's kind of like that, that like final punch, but it's not like final punch, like I'm trying to convict you. It's more like that final punch of like, I want you to know how much I love you and care for you, and I want to leave you with these words, all right? And so chapter 4 is kind of starting that out. Um, And I'm just going to read verse 6. If you have your Bible or your phone and you want to look it up, um, you can check out the verses before and after it and see that context that he's writing. Um, But we won't won't get too much into that. So uh, chapter 4, verse 6. And by the way, I read everything on my phone, so it's large print, and my eyes have gotten really bad. So today I went to read the Bible, and I'm like, I don't know if I can read this. So I pulled out my 1994 student edition. Awesome. So um, here we go. Verse 6 from chapter 4. 
I can see the five. I can't see. There we go. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayers and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. First of all, how rude. Paul must never have dealt with anxiety, right? Like, here you have people that are anxious and have anxiety, and it's like, don't be anxious. Helpful, Paul. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'll just stop being anxious about things, right? You know what I'm talking about? Now, when you think about the, um, the word anxious, I think defining things are important. Um, actually, the definition, the Greek word that Paul would have used is a, is a pretty good definition of how we would talk about anxiety today. So the Greek word here is um, to basically have like an overwhelming or a large concern based on apprehension of what could possibly happen or possible danger. Right? It's thinking about all those possibilities of what could go on, what could happen to our kids, what could happen to our job, what could happen to our health, um, what could happen to our economy, what could happen to our finances. What, and, it, and, it, and all that is important and normal for a human to think about. And there's like this fine edge of thinking about it, and then there's this fine edge of anxiety, right? Where that is is different for everybody, but it's, it's the, really the Greek word he uses is a pretty good um, definition for how we uh, see it. There was an idiom they used in, in uh, Philippi often um, that in the Greek would have just said uh, for anxiety to be killed by one's mind. Have you ever been killed by your own mind? I mean, I think of some of the things I perseverate about, right? Like, I'm going to go in. And I'm going to ask for, a, and it's something simple, right? I'm going to ask for permission for a day off, and I perseverate on it, and I talk about it, and I'm like, and if they say no, I'm going to say this, and da-da-da-da-da. And you spend, like, hours and energy, and it, like, it's a, it's a, you're worried about what could happen, might happen, all, right? And you're, got, like, you're playing every scenario, and you go in, and you're like, hey, I was wondering if I could have a day off. No problem. All right, because we never know how it's going to go. Now, it could have gone wrong. It could have gone bad. Um, so anxiety is a real thing. And it happens probably because there's real stuff that's happening in our lives. So let me ask you this. What would be some things, not your things, just some things in general, all right? What would be some things in general um, that could make us anxious or worried or going on in our lives or in people's lives? Throw some out to me. That needs this much. What else? Holy cow. I'm going to drop the mic for this one. Did I hear husband back here? I'm in control, people. <laughs> Does anybody want to mention the other one? <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, no anxiety there. None. She's in the room. What are some other things that might make us anxious? Oh, finances, right? And that can ebb and flow, can it? Yeah, definitely. What else? Relationships in general, right? 
friendships, work relationships. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff. We could keep going, couldn't we? Too expensive to buy that many marbles. Yeah, there's all kinds of things to be anxious about, and they're real. Um, and it's a reality, and it's almost like it's almost like uncaring and unconcerning to say, don't be anxious. Um, so I want to speak into that for a little bit. I really believe in this verse, um, we read it kind of maybe how somebody says things to us, right? Like, I've been around the church enough that you've heard, and some people say this, some people say that, but sometimes you you almost feel like it's wrong for natural things to happen to you, right? Like, don't be anxious. Like, well, I am anxious. I must not be a very good Christian. Um, and I don't think the, when I look at where this falls in Paul's letter, and when I look at the context of it, I don't think it's like a, don't be anxious. I think it's more like, um, a motherly or a fatherly, like maybe, or sitting with a friend or someone you care about, like, like don't be anxious. I don't want you to be anxious, right? Like, I, I understand it's there. I'm not saying it's bad. I understand it's there. Um, man, I just, just don't be anxious, man. I want, I want it for you. I care for you. And, and like with that acknowledgement of I know what it's like to be there, we all go through this. We all walk through this. And so this first part, um, this whole thing that we're going to talk about with gratitude or thankfulness walks around anxiety. And what I want you to hear is there's a lot that can create anxiety in our lives. And that's real and that's true. And literally we could spend this whole message just filling the marble jar, right? And leave and be like, well, that was a great me too session. <laughs> I'm not the only one who thinks about that and has that going on, on in my life. But... There's stuff to be anxious about. It's there. It's real. And this verse is about like tender, compassionate, loving. Don't be anxious. All right? Let, let, like, like, let, let's, let's figure out how to address it. Not don't be at your bad. Stop being anxious. But like let's figure out how to address it. So I want to put a couple of other words up on the board, but before I do that, I want to read the verse so we kind of keep it going in our, in our minds here. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So I'm going to put a couple more words up here. So we have anxiety and... compassionate, don't be anxious, but instead, and I think this instead is like, hey, here's a strategy to try, right? Here's something to try. Not like, don't be anxious, you should be praying. Have you prayed enough, young man? Did you do your devotions? Are you reading your Bible? Like, it's more like, hey, don't be anxious, but here's a strategy. Here's something to step into. Here's something to do while you're anxious with it. So, um, the first one, it gives two words. They're kind of the same. And I'm going to put like an arrow because they're like methods for attacking this thing, okay? doesn't mean it's going to make it go away. It's not a miracle cure. It's like some, some ways to approach it, something you can do while you're having anxiety. And the first one is prayer. And the second one is petition. 
And they, they have kind of the same meaning, and they're kind of connected, and they're blurred a little bit together. Um, but I do think these two words, it's important to know what they mean. Because if you're like me, you might think that the only way you can pray is with your eyes closed and your hands folded. You know what I'm saying? Like you just need to close your eyes more and fold your hands and put your head down, even though Jesus probably didn't pray that way. Um, Sorry to bust the bubble on that. Uh, but uh, so there's this prayer and this petition. So here's what, what, the, what I can see the Greek definition of prayer being. And I'm going to make sure I read it here so I get it to you accurately. Um, it's to speak or to make a request of like God or Christ or kind of what things are. But this particular word that Paul uses, there's another piece to, to it that says it's the place um, where people customarily meet to pray. Now, again, our mind instantly thinks of church, but if you were in Philippi, this was probably at the gate or someplace in town where people knew just to come um, hang out, find each other, um, and share with each other. I'm going to give you an example of this kind of prayer, all right? Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use, like, sometimes those bigger moments in life are easier for us to see it. So um, some of the more special moments for me in life of, like, prayer um, have honestly been when we've gathered to say goodbye to my grandparents, all right? And I think of, like, I think of, like, three really special moments and that I think were prayer for me. And so one um, was when my grandmother passed away. We went and we did the prayer that you think about. And I think that's important. The place you go to prayer, to the church. You know, we said the prayers. We did the things. We did the rituals. Those, those are important. We don't want to undermine those, right? That there's a portion of that. That naturally comes to our mind. But then immediately after it, we went out to the ranch. And I remember it was a nice day and it was sunny. Um, it was like kind of a cool air, but the sun was warm. You know, one of those kind of days. And I remember us all sitting out on the back deck um, and just, A, sharing stories, but also talking about a lot of other things, right? Like it, the, the moment just created it where us as cousins, uncles, aunties, we're just sharing life and, and just doing it. And that's the picture I see of prayer, right? Because it's not only this saying it to God and sharing it to God, but it's this act of going to the place where people do that. It's this act of going to where people are doing that with you. Um, I think the same thing happened um, for me uh, when my, my grandma on the other side passed away. And where we were staying was a hunting lodge and it was owned by some family friends that just, you know, country neighbors. They were actually our neighbors. They lived eight miles from us, but they were our neighbors. Um, and and I, we were there and so... Also, the, our friends that we grew up with were there, and our cousins were there. And, um, you know, we spent the night till 1, 2 in the morning just visiting, talking, having a good time. Like, it was this petitioning. It was this sharing. It was going um, where people went uh, and did that. And I could tell you story after story. And then there's just so many simple acts of that where you go and you're with your friends and you're with people you enjoy to be and there's just this sense of like, I'm struggling with this. <laughs> this is bothering me. Um, I'm sharing, you know, I'm sharing this out. So this idea of prayer is, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm going to where the, 
where the gathering spot is, the people are to take on this action. And sometimes it's a place like this where it's just formal and we can sing and, and it leads us into it. Um, and then the petitioning is literally like this asking God, <laughs> saying to God, right? Like saying out loud what we want, what we expected, um, what we want the outcome to be. It doesn't mean um, like a vending machine, but it's saying out loud what we wanted. And I, I want to think about this context in our modern day context. This going to people in the place where people are and talking and this being honest with what we expected and what we want and what we see in life. Um, because we have so many places we could do that. Again, it could happen um, at a restaurant. It can happen in a basement. Um, we also have some really cool resources available to us today. To me, this is, this is what a counselor is good at. Because here's what happens. When we discipline ourselves to go to people, a counselor, a coach, a friend, um, you know, when I say coach, like a business coach, whoever it is, like a group of people, a prayer group, I mean, there's so many different ways you can go to it. When we discipline ourselves to go to a place and express kind of out there to the universe, to the higher power, to God, what, what's going on in our lives, right? And when we're willing to petition to say, this is what I want. This is what I expected. This is what I would like to see happen. This is why I'm anxious or I'm upset or I'm mad is it's interesting because we start to hear our own thoughts. And there's something powerful in our own thoughts that starts to ground us. And if you're with people and if you're with really good people like a counselor or friends or stuff like that, they'll ask questions because they're curious and they love you and they're concerned and they want to understand more. And all of a sudden somebody asks you a question and you find yourself answering it and you're like, yeah, I don't know why I'm worried about Thanksgiving dinner 2030. I'm good. Yeah, I guess whatever. I don't even know. I mean, by that time, maybe we don't do Thanksgiving, right? And, and that's being, but you know what the thing is, right? And so there's this, this discipline of gathering with somebody purposely and with people and sharing it and expressing it and saying it and being honest with what we want and what we expect, not because that needs to happen, but so we can hear ourselves and so we can understand ourselves. So Paul is like, first... Look, there's anxiety. There's a lot to be anxious about, right? It's real. And what I want you to do is I want you to pray. I want you to get it out into the universe, and I want you to also do that by going to the place where people do that, to the place where your people do that, the people you share that with. I want you to go there, and I want you to petition, all right, I want, you to, I want you to name what you want and what you expect and what you say it is because it will help ground you. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, Paul didn't have the research we have this day, but it's like he was, like there was this some human trait, that kind of thread that goes throughout the universe that he was on. So we're going to go back to the verse because I want to go to one last word here. Oh, of course I shut my Bible. General Electric Power. Whoops, company, go back this way. All right, sorry, you had to witness that. Um, 
All right, six, do not be anxious about anything. You have anxious. I don't want you to be anxious. Don't be anxious, man. You are, but I don't want you to be. I'm here for you, okay? But instead, so don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. So all this stuff, finances, family, husband, right? So in all of it, I want you to pray and, and petition, right? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So we t- kind of talked about how you present those requests to God or what, what the mechanism is right here, right? But then there's this other word in there, with thanksgiving. I'm going to set my mic down just for a second. Dang it, I had another. Oh, I got a different color. We're good. We'll just go ahead and pray because you guys are all familiar with that word. Let's pray. <laughs> so, so the I want you to pray and petition, right? I want you to do this. And I want you to bathe it in Eucharistia. All right? Should I help you out a little bit with this word? All right, so you, good, charis, gift, grace. Tia kind of gives it, it's like a presence or a tense, and it's kind of an ongoing. So I want you to bathe this thing in the good gift ongoing. So here's the deal. Paul, is, Paul doesn't ask us to ignore being anxious, right? You're anxious. There's anxiety. Pray about it. Talk about it. Get with the people. And at the same time, bathe it in Eucharistia, thankfulness. What are some good things going on in our lives? I was like, whoa, we really got to work on this one. What else? Say it again. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest on that one. I, I can't be funny on that one because that, that is like, yeah. Partner, right? Whoever that partner is or whatever that looks like. What else? Say it again. Yeah. Paycheck, right? I'm, I'm going to give that big one. Maybe we shouldn't, but I like the paycheck, okay? What else? Did I hear children? Yeah. What else? Grandchildren. I don't know what that's like, but I heard it's awesome because you can send them home. Well, good having you over. Grandpa and I need to get some sleep. I know it's four, but I'm tired of you. What else? 
health, right? Which, by the way, could be here too, right? Yeah. Health. So here's the interesting thing, and here's what I love about Paul. We typically live in this society where we love the word or. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? Are you pro or anti? Are you, you know what I mean? Or for or against? Are you happy or sad? Are you professional or unprofessional? Mature or unmature? Uh, immature. Unmature. like making up words too. Um, right? We live in this world that is just so filled, filled with or. And I think what Paul is saying here when he says, look, we have anxiety. Get it out. Talk to people. It's there. It's real. Pray and petition. Say what you want. Give your expectations. Tell people about the anxiety. And then bathe it in this ongoing good gift that, yeah, while this is going on, so is this, right? I mean, it's interesting that they were both the same. And so often in society when we're dealing with things, it's either bad, right, because I'm a realist, or it's good, right? Right? I have to be anxious because we got to pay the bills. I have to be grateful because if I'm not grateful, I have to deal with reality. And it's one or the other. Um, now, I'm going to be a dork here. When I was a social studies teacher, Todd was a social studies teacher with me at the same time. There was kind of this cool lesson where kids had to choose like a different metaphor for the United States than a melting pot. Because the idea of a melting pot is we all come and we become the same thing, right? We melt and become this new unique thing. Um, and one of the metaphors I thought that was really good was more like a salad. Yeah, we're one dish. We're kind of the same thing. We make this unique dish. But there's like these distinctive unique flavors. But yet there's this like flavor to the whole thing, right? And I think what Paul is talking about here with anxiety is here's the deal, guys. There's real stuff going in on our life. When you have health problems, it's real. When you lose somebody or something, it's real. Right? And at the exact same time, there's good. See, the problem over here, and I want to stop here a little bit. The problem over here is sometimes we're a little, like, unhelpful when we're over here, right? We mean to be helpful, but, I mean, it's like we go to somebody and they've just lost their child and we'll be like, well, at least you have your family with you. That's something to be grateful. True, right? But we got to hold this, too. We got to hold this, too. And so how do you have this discipline? And you know what? Sometimes it feels like this. And this. Right? And sometimes it feels like this. And this. You never know the balance or how much it's going to go. But I think what Paul talks about being thankful, right? Like being thankful and being helpful 
Um, it's not to be the new term we have out there, and I truly see it all over the place. It's not to have toxic positivity. We're just going to get together and say the awesome things that are going on. Ah, so good. But we're not going to forget to say the real good, thankful things that are going on. Make sense? We're not going to forget to say that. Or we're just going to get together and gripe. All the bad. But you know what? In the times and moments of sharing about the good and the great that's going on, we're not afraid to pray and petition, to, to be honest about the other stuff and to put it out there and to show it out there. And so I think as a society, we see more and more, I don't know if we see more anxiety or if we experience it, but I I think some of it is, it's kind of hard to find those spaces to pray and petition, right? Where you can say it and do it and be with the people and just speak your mind in non-judgment. And so we got to find that place. That's the strategy. And then in the middle of doing it, all the stuff we're anxious about, politics, health, children, parents, you know, boom, 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 boom. We have to find a way to talk about the ongoing good gift, but not in a, hey, you shouldn't be anxious, you shouldn't be sad at all because um, at least the sun shines out. <laughs> oh, thanks. I suppose there's a unicorn that poops Skittles too. Right? And so thankfulness. Thankfulness in Paul's world is not naive to the life we're living. It's not naive to what we're going through. Thankfulness in Paul's world encompasses and goes around the real world we're going in. Thankfulness in Paul's world, it's not a melting pot, right? It's holding these things all at the same time. We cannot try to have a life that's all green. It's not going to work. By the way, we have some people that think they want to have a life that's all red. It's not going to work. But we can and should hold all of that at the same time. And so we're coming up on the Thanksgiving season. I mean, I just witnessed it when we were back praying. It was amazing, right? Like there was this thing, these praise for fun, cool things that are going on and hard things and difficult things. And it's like sometimes as humans, it's like, oh, should we feel good while they're feeling bad? Should we feel bad while they're feeling good? Should I feel bad and good? Arr. Yes. It's the answer. Yes. All of it. All of it. And so I think thankfulness for it to be really helpful and beneficial is about turning the ore to an and. We have this and this. And we are disciplined in both of them. We are disciplined in prayer and petition, and we are disciplined in good gift ongoing and expressing that. And often at exactly the same time in in exactly the same situations with exactly 
the same people. I want to leave um, a quote with you from a person I really appreciate, uh, the work they've done that's kind of out there on a thought leader scale, um, Brene Brown. Um, so often it's the sucker's choice. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to be joyful, happy? Or am I going to be realistic and deal with what's at, at hand? Um, and here's the deal. If you're living, breathing, and in this world, I'm sorry, people, you've got to deal with what's at hand. You're going to have to pay the bill, right? You're going to have to deal with your health. You're going to have to deal with your job. You're going to have to deal with your kids. You're going to have to deal with your grandkids for a little bit and send them home. Right? It's here, right? You're going to have to do it. And on the same token, there's a lot of happiness in the middle of that. There's a lot of joy in the middle of that. And so as we come upon this Thanksgiving season, I want to think, how can we be grounded in our gratitude? Prayer and petition with good gift ongoing. And doing those at the exact same time. And I'll invite the band up now. And I want to leave you with this quote. And some of you guys are like, talk about thankfulness. He's done four minutes early. That's a miracle for that guy. Um, this is what Brene Brown says. And this is kind of grounded in her research. What I like about Brene Brown is she's very, very into like kind of helping people, like self-help-ish. But it's super grounded in research. And she, she said she was researching gratitude or being thankful um, and this is what she found out. It's not happiness that makes us grateful. So it's not just having a bunch of unicorns that makes us grateful, right? Instead, it is gratefulness that makes us happy. It, while this is going on, being able to do this or... Living a life like this is what makes us happy. I just think that's so powerful, people. It's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. Not naive. It's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. May you stand and receive this as your benediction. May you know that the realities of your world are true and real and sometimes difficult. And in the middle of it all, may you find the ability to be Eucharistia. To be thankful and grateful for the good gifts in your life. Go in grace and peace. Thank you so much for joining us on the Invitation Church podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message that you just heard and receive every part of it. Every promise from God, every declaration of his great love for you, every word of hope, every reminder that you have been made for more. Allow what you've heard to take root in your soul to allow Jesus to do the deep work that only he can do. I also want to encourage you to be part of what we are doing here at Invitation as we invite people to live the way of Jesus. Go to the app and become a regular giver. 
an investor in the story that God is writing in this place. Also, if you found the message meaningful, we'd love to have you share it with someone else as you partner with us in carrying the message beyond the walls of the church. I want to thank you for being here with us. Grace and peace.